0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com. From the over-the-top studios at Scratch Labs in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. The Boulder Ballet is the Nutcracker Series, and we're visiting with Kate Adams again. Kate? It was so good visiting with you the first time, and you touched on a few things that I just really wanted to go into more detail. So thanks very much for uh, coming out and spending some more time with us.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, I love to share my story, and I definitely really want to get it out there to you know help inspire other people and get them you know excited about life and not giving up and stuff like that. <laughs>
0: so tell us what you've had to overcome.
1: So it was... Six years ago, about this time, so 2010, um, I was really, really sick. Um, we had kind of just thought it was going to pass over, but um, it just kept getting worse. And it by the end of our Nutcracker run, which was, um, it was December 5th, I was laying down backstage because at this time I...
0: So wait, you went through the whole performance being
1: incredibly sick? Yes, that was a mistake. Shouldn't have done that, but I did. Um, and I, my, um, a friend of mine, her mother is a pharmacist and she looked at me, she goes, you are anemic. And the next day I stayed home from school cause I really wasn't feeling well. Um, went into the ER. Um, I had already had a colonoscopy at this point and they were thinking it could have just been, um, an infection and they put me on some low level drugs for, um, what i ended up getting which was uc um ulcerative colitis and then they also put me on some antibiotics just in case but it was our last performance i ended up not doing it because i was so sick and i was just laying in the back like covered in blankets and but the next day i spent the entire day in the er um and i then i was transported to children's hospital colorado where i had two blood transfusions well one in december for and one in January. And both of those were two liters each time.
0: Wow. Yeah. And I mean, so what's your family doing through all this? What are you thinking, worried about cancer?
1: Yeah, um, it was, well, the day I actually went into the yard, my dad was out of town and my sister was in college up in Fort Collins. And so my poor mother, When we went to the ER, we weren't thinking I was going to go into the hospital. And so we weren't prepared. And we, like, we didn't have contact lens case. We didn't have toothbrush, toothpaste, anything like that. Um, And the people at the ER were, like, you can't... To my mother, you can't leave. You know, she couldn't go home and get anything. And then they put me in the ambulance, like, something like eight hours later. And she followed me down to Children's Hospital. And, I mean, like... she we didn't have anything and one of the great things about children's is that they they're prepared for that they um they have amazing volunteers who like everyone who comes in and is admitted to the hospital has gets a blanket the parents get like a food bag um, and toothbrush and toothpaste and I think there's some other little things in there but I mean it was rough she it was really hard on her and that was really hard to see
0: And what was it like for you mentally? I mean, you're really kind of at the top of your game and all of a sudden you're just down.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I, it was really hard. Um, I didn't realize how sick I was, really. I mean, I knew I was in pain. I knew um, like I was going to the bathroom way more than I should be. I knew that something was wrong, but I had no clue how bad it really was. Um, and my doctor, I mean, the first thing he said to me when I saw him the next day, he came and visited and was like, he, that's when he officially diagnosed me. It was December 6th, 2010. He did, officially diagnosed me with ulcerative colitis. Um, and I was started on some new meds. And when you're in the hospital with ulcerative colitis or something like Crohn's disease, you are mostly on bowel arrest. So I was not, I had Nothing by mouth, so no water, no food. I was just being fed... All IV. All IV. Yeah.
0: And how old are you at this time? 14. 14 years old. So how did life change when you came home from the hospital?
1: Um, well, luckily that was winter break. Well, I did come from the home from the hospital and then had to do finals. <laughs> um, <laughs> I honestly... I'm not sure how I passed my freshman year of high school because I was in the hospital so much because I was back in January and then I was back in March and then in May again. Um, And honestly, I spent a week, a week and a half. I was going to say, and I take it those were not short visits. No, no, they were. I mean, the one in January, that was I had another blood transfusion. So that was less than a month after my first one. So that just speaks to how sick I really was, was that I was losing that much blood to need two liters in less than a month.
0: And then how did your friends treat you during that time? Like totally white gloves? We don't want to.
1: Well, once they once I really like explained to them that I am not contagious, like, I mean, that was the, thing, the main thing that they were like, I don't want to get sick. I'm like, you're not going to get <laughs> sick. But I do need you to be there for me. And so that was, I mean, it was an interesting time. Um, It was hard because I couldn't really go anywhere. Um, And so, you know, and I live pretty far away from, I live like 20 minutes out of town. And so having people come up to my house was a little bit difficult, but I had some really great friends and a really good support system that they grew with me in the understanding of my disease and how... Because we were both learning about it at the same time. We had no idea. Like, I hadn't heard of it. They hadn't heard of it. We were all learning about it as it came. And, you know, it was hard just because part of me really wanted to withdraw. And so there was, um, you know, with this, I did start dealing with some depression. And so there was, um, you know, having, once I started, once I realized that, um, I was able to It was hard, but I was able to reach out and be like, I, this is what I need from you as my friends. And they were really like, yes, definitely I can do that. And so
0: that's impressive at age 14, you were able to do that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it might've been a little bit later, but yeah.
0: (laughs) So what exactly, I mean, what were your early symptoms and, and how has the disease progressed?
1: Okay, so my early symptoms was mostly abdominal pain and um, frequent stooling, and then I ended up starting to have blood in my stools, and it blood just kept increasing, and the pain increased, and nausea, and I couldn't eat. I didn't want to eat because eating was painful, like, and so I had lost a lot of weight. Um, I know I was under a hundred pounds by the time I was admitted to the hospital and at 14 and I think I was
0: 5'5". I was going to say and you're not short.
1: No. And so I should not have been weighing under 90 pounds (laughs) or I I think it was 89 or 90 somewhere around there but it was I remember before I had realized I was getting sick um, or that I really was like chronically sick and the costume mistress kept having to take in my snow costume and she was like Why are you like, how are you losing so much weight? Because it was every week we would put it, like, I would put it on and it was, I needed like an inch taken in. And that's kind of, I look back on that and I was like, that was a key sign. I should have keyed in on that. That, because I didn't, I didn't realize I was losing that much weight because I wasn't wearing jeans. I was like in sweatpants. And I
0: mean, that's huge. That is substantial. yeah. Yeah. Wow. So then you find yourself, laying backstage, covered in blankets, (laughs) you end up in the hospital, multiple visits. Yeah. uh, And then what happened?
1: Well, so then in March, um, I had an emergency visit to children's and for a good eight hours, it looked like I was going to have an emergency collectomy the next day until thankfully I, um, I tested positive for an infection called... C. diff, um, which can mimic the sign the signs and symptoms of ulcerative colitis. So what ended up happening was I had ulcerative colitis and C. diff at the same time. So that was really like that explained why I was really sick and so I was I went on antibiotics and I was on major, major um oral steroids at this point and If any of you listening have been on oral steroids, you know the moon face and your face just gets so puffy. And so that was also really hard, like mentally, to see myself go from this less than a hundred pound stick. And I, when you're on steroids, you eat all the time. Like (laughs) all you think about is food. And so then I started gaining all this weight and it was really a weird, it was a weird time. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss.
0: Now, are you dancing at yes, this time? You I were am still, still in ballet.
1: Yes, I was still <laughs> dancing through all of this. Um, I performed in a show that March, actually. I can't remember exactly the timing of it, but I do remember I mean, I had good parts in that show. <laughs>
0: I mean, how did you have the stamina to do
1: this stuff? I I mean, the truth is I didn't. <laughs> and so <laughs> I look back and I honestly don't know how I did it. I think again I was just living in a little bit of denial that I really wasn't this sick and that I really it really wasn't anything this serious and that it was fine. But in reality you know, I probably shouldn't have pushed through like I did, but, you know, you can't go back.
0: Now, how did you get to where you are now?
1: Oh, well, <laughs> then after March, it was, we had decided to do um, a course of biologics, which is basically like a chemotherapy. Um, and so that targets a specific... um a specific thing in your blood called TNF. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget exactly what it means or what it translates to, but um, basically it wipes out a part of your immune system. And so I tried that. It was called Remicade. I was on that for a little while. I'm sure you've seen like commercials for Humira. Mm
0: -hmm. It's a
1: similar thing to that. Um, And so I was on that for a little while and it really wasn't doing much. And we decided to, that we needed to pursue a colectomy. Um, so we went ahead and scheduled that. It was the day after freshman year ended, I was in the hospital and had my colon taken out. They believe it was May 23rd. And so that was less than six months after my initial onset, which was really rare for this disease. It usually does not progress this fast and usually you have um, what we call flares, where it's periods of that you show symptoms. Usually you have a couple of those even before your official diagnosis. And I had none of that. It was it came on and it hit hard. And it got to the point where I couldn't take it. And so I was like, I mean, I had made the ultimate decision. It wasn't my parents. It was I need to have this taken out. And so... I had that first surgery that was I believe a 7 hour long surgery. Um and I was left with an ileostomy, which is where they attach your small bowel to the outside of your stomach. Um and then you basically go into a bag. And so I had that for 6 weeks. And then I had the ileostomy reversed that July. Um and then I was doing pretty well. I was still having some blood and some pain and some things that weren't that sh- could that were expected to happen for maybe a month after surgery, but not as long as mine lasted. And so by the next March, I was having another surgery, um, to have even more of my colon taken out because they usually they try to leave you with about six centimeters, and. Now I'm down to two. Wow.
0: And how are you now?
1: Well <laughs> <laughs> between then I have also, also had another surgery. Um this was let's see. Think August of 2014. Um I did not develop scar tissue. Um uh, from my previous surgeries in more like down towards my sacrum I didn't develop any scar tissue and so I was having a lot of movement which was not okay and so we went back in and attached my small intestine to my sacrum in August of 2014 and then that has pretty much been the end of it I'm still on immunosuppressants and I'm still on um you know some other stuff to handle it and I've had some little bit of flares there's a couple times we were pretty sure I had Crohn's disease but it's not looking like that right now and I'm mostly back to my standard now
0: (laughs) and how have you been able to dance I mean you're an apprentice at the Boulder Ballet Company (laughs) it's amazing what you've been able to do
1: yeah I mean I think a lot of it was just I refused to let this get me down and you know it I'm not gonna lie it's been really hard there were a lot of times when I couldn't dance and that when I was suffering like really dealing with the, the deepest of my depression that was really hard because I physically could not dance and that was one of my main outlets and so it was very difficult to you know find another way to kind of deal with those emotions where I couldn't get them out and express them and dance like I was used to and so that was a really difficult time how Um, did
0: you get through the mental part
1: I I'm still working on it honestly I mean I'm still I saw a therapist for a little while but mainly I just lean on friends I have really really good friends um and family and they've been super supportive and always there you know and they like and these my friends have have been with me since the beginning and so they know what I was like before and they know me well enough to know if I'm going downhill and they will be there in a second you know and I mean one of them was living in Seattle for a while and the other lives in Fort Collins and just is in college and when I was living in Atlanta I had It was hard, but they, I mean, they would, they would do a lot for me, even just like simple texts. But I mean, I am, I still do take antidepressants to kind of keep an even keel because there are times when I do have flares and I, or recently I just had an ankle injury. I had a bone spur removed in May and I wasn't able to dance for almost five months. And so that was very difficult. You know, and so I met my friends in Atlanta, helped out with that, but also my friends back here.
0: Any fear when you're coming back from one of the surgeries? I mean, I'm thinking abdominal surgery and all the movement that you do during dance. Any concern about anything getting re-injured?
1: There's a little bit. There's a while after my surgeries because I have four scars on my abdominal area. And so after the initial surgeries, I mean, I would have to wait a while, but they're like, I couldn't bend backwards. I couldn't, you know, in risk of opening wounds. Um, But other than that, no. (laughs) But there was one time when I still had my ileostomy, I decided to take bar. I don't know why that was a bad idea. (laughs) It was a lot of pain, but I mean, that just like, Dance has always been my passion. And like, you know, even if you've got a bag on strapped to the side of your waist, I'm still going to take bar.
0: So, Kate, what would you recommend to anyone who's going through abdominal pain? uh, Symptoms that you had, which I mean, that would be tough to talk about.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you get used to that. Pretty fast after the first couple doctor's visits. Um, Like, obviously, if you can tell through this, I'm pretty open about it. Not really, I'm not really reserved. But um, I mean, that was one of the reasons mine went undiagnosed for as long as it did, as sick as I was, was because I refused to tell my mom. Because I was embarrassed. Because I didn't know what was happening. And it wasn't a fun topic to talk about. Um, But once I did, You know, I mean, she didn't even know how to approach it at first either. We were kind of like, well, maybe it was hemorrhoids. Maybe this will just go away. And then it became very clear that it wasn't. And I mean, if you have any kind of blood in your stool, you need to see the doctor right away. Like that is (laughs) learn from my mistakes. Do not think that that's just going to go away. (laughs)
0: Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to open up with us and share your story.
1: Oh, I w- greatly appreciate it. I've really tried to get my story out before, but I've never had a real medium to do that on. And so it's really great to, you know, get out there and show that, you know, life will throw you some curveballs, but you keep pushing through and you'll be okay.
0: And where are we going to see you when we watch the Nutcracker this year?
1: Um, I will be in all of the performances. Um, in Mackie and at Longmont. As? As. In, at Mackie, I will be made snow, Spanish, and flower soloist. And then in Longmont, instead of Spanish, I will be performing Arabian.
0: But all the others as well. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. Kate Adams, really appreciate <laughs> you joining us.
1: Thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: From the Over the Top Studios at Scratch Labs in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.